I am Savannah Harmon from Clarkson University, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, we have a very special guest, two-time national champion with the Clarkson University Golden Knights, Savannah Harmon, will join the show shortly. But before we get to her interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our socials and Twitter and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Um, follow us on Spotify as well, and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page. Leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow and helps new people find us, and I appreciate it very much. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. And please follow our socials. We have some cool stuff coming out since the college hockey season will be starting soon. Just some players to look out for and some season predictions. So uh, get ready for that. It should be fun. Now our guest today is a very special guest. She was a former captain of the Clarkson University Golden Knights and a two-time national champion with that team. Fantastic player, probably one of the best defenders I've ever seen in college hockey, and she's one of the best female players um, around today. So here is Savannah Harmon. Enjoy, everyone. On today's podcast, we have a very special guest, former Clarkson defenseman and two-time national champion, Savannah Harmon. Thank you so much for coming on, and how's it going? It's going good. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, my first question to you is, how's your quarantine been and what have you been doing these past few months to pass the time? Um, quarantine's definitely, I think, been interesting, you know, for everyone, just adjustments. Um, I actually spent, uh, moved home in the middle of March. Um, home is in Chicago, so it was nice to be home with, you know, family and friends. Um, my brother, uh, him and his girlfriend lived down the street, so like a couple weeks into quarantine, they got a puppy. So that was a lot of uh time to get to hang out and help raise a little puppy um and then just trying to stay busy just like everyone else um working out i was still in um i'm actually pursuing my masters at the moment so had some classes going on so that helped um you know fill some time but doing what i can you know stay busy yeah and i want to start off talking about before you went to clarkson you grew up in illinois how did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport uh, so how I started playing, I have an older brother. Um, honestly, I think since the day we were, I was born, um, I've looked up to him and he's been one of my best friends. When I was younger, I used to have to do everything he did. So he somehow stumbled upon hockey and got into the game and I was little and I wanted to play as well. So my parents um, signed me up for hockey and, you know, been playing ever since. And who was your favorite player growing up and what part of their game do you like the most? Um, my favorite player was Cami Granado going up. Um, honestly, just an all-around person and player she was. Uh, when I was super little, we went, um, I forget how old I was, but she had, they had just won um, the gold medal and I got to go to her camp, which uh, she's actually from the same town as me. So got to go uh, to her camp and meet her when I was super little. So I've looked up to her ever since I was young. What was it like to meet her, especially at that age? Uh, awesome. I still have a picture of us from when I was like tiny with a baseball hat on um, at her camp. So a picture of us, it's framed um, at my house. So 
definitely have looked up to her since I was little, and that stuck with me for sure. Now, before Clarkson, you played for the Chicago Mission. Talk about that experience and what it meant to you. Yeah, the Chicago Mission, um, they're really a uh, highly respected club. Um, you know, they're really talented teams every year. So I was thankful enough to play for them for two years. And then I actually ended up playing um, for a different team in Illinois for my last year of hockey in Illinois. My dad was coaching and I had played up a level. So that was an unbelievable experience and was really thankful I got to do that. And then you went on playing for the Boston Shamrocks. How'd you get the opportunity to play there? Yeah, so for the Shamrocks actually came about. Um, so after I played for Team Illinois, um, I was talking to a school in National Sports Academy. So I went there my junior year of high school with the intention of coming back for my junior senior year. Um, after I played my junior year there, loved it. Um, we played part of the league, the JWHL. And in one of those leagues is the Boston Shamrocks and um, that National Sports Academy um, had some financial troubles when we went home for Christmas and we actually made it through the end of the year, but things weren't promised for the following year. Um, and during that time I had committed to Clarkson. So they had advised me maybe to look elsewhere and, you know, look for a different team. Um, one that I could complete my year and be ready to go to Clarkson the year after. So another team that just happened to work out was in the same league. That was uh, my intention was to stay in the same league and Boston um, in the U.S. too. So I ended up getting connected with their coach there um, and absolutely loved my senior year getting to play for them. Was it hard moving away from home at that young of an age? Um, I would say it was totally. Um, definitely was hard, but at the same time, I have unbelievable, amazing parents and they were able to travel out. I would say I can probably count on one hand how many times they were able to they missed my games so they feel like they were always able to come make showcases um so I was get able to see them a lot so that was I think made it easier and both places I went um NSA especially just kind of like felt like home and there's a big community feel to it so I think that part also helped yeah and how did playing with the Shamrock so be prepared for college hockey specifically as a defenseman yeah, that definitely did. I think the league of the Shamrocks and the JWHL, I think that league was nothing I had ever seen um, coming from Illinois. And that league was so awesome with such talented players. And I think it just like was one step closer to getting um, to play at Clarkson. And I know one girl I had played against the past two years, we both were actually in the same class at Clarkson. So it just shows like how talented that league is. And I think they really develop. And I know the care we received at the Shamrock specifically, my assistant coach had just graduated from Clarkson, Haley Wood. So that was amazing um, getting to build a relationship with her and learn about her time. She was just getting out of Clarkson and I was just going in. So getting able to pick her brain and learn things moving forward. And then the coaching staff, Josh and then Bob, they just treated everyone so nicely. And it was just a great uh, program to be a part of. You also had the opportunity to participate in a USA hockey camp. What was it like playing there and getting the chance to compete against the best players in the country and representing your country? Yeah, that is obviously um, indescribable. It's super fun and super honored uh, to be able to attend those camps. I think those camps are definitely eye-opening for everyone. You get there and everyone's just so good. So it's definitely just super fun to be a part of. And uh, I want to talk to you about your recruiting process and what made you want to go to Clarkson versus other schools and what was the recruiting process like for you? Um, so the recruiting process, um, you know, was good. I was reached out. I had interested. I wasn't really exactly sure what I wanted to study at the time. I kind of thought I wanted a big school. Um, but, you know, I just was kind of 
wanted to go see um, anywhere that was interested in me. And at the time I was going to school in Lake Placid, which is just about under two hours away from Clarkson. And I had been talking to them and, you know, they were solid program, kind of like beginning to make a name for themselves and finding themselves um, doing really well the past couple of years. So definitely had attention from them. And um, one weekend just got to go take a visit with my family was actually in town. Um, and I met with the Clarkson coaches there, toured around the rink. Um, and it just kind of felt like home at the time I was in Lake Placid, like I said, playing for National Sports Academy. And I absolutely loved my time there. And Clarkson being less than two hours away, I was like, I think this could be my home for the next four years. And I loved it. I loved their vision and what they had in mind for me and what they had in mind for the program and what they valued. And I just felt it was the perfect fit. Now, what was the big, biggest adjustment you had to make coming into college hockey and playing your first few games as a freshman? Definitely the speed and the strength. I think that was one thing um, that my game was lacking was speed and strength. So I think the jump and learning to adjust, you know, not being able to take that extra second to make a play or um, someone taking that first quick step is going to be beating me. So I think just adjusting to the speed, um, being in similar situations at NSA, you know, we had already been practicing every day, like busy schedules, like practicing between classes. So I think the transition to the college wasn't as bad for me, more as just the on ice. Yeah, and during your first year at Clarkson, you lost to Cornell in the ECAC semifinal. Talk about playing in your first ECAC playoff and what you took away from it. Yeah, that was um, that was crazy. We were actually able to host um, the tournament. We had won the tournament. Well, we had we had tied with Harvard, but we had the tiebreaker, so we were able to host. So being able to host was super fun and super exciting. Being a freshman, um, you know, the tournament it's more comfortable. You're in our rink. Cornell that year, they, they were a battle every time we played them. And I remember we lost that game, but we were still at hope that we were still going to make the tournament, which we ended up making. But it was just definitely exciting. I mean, Cornell had some amazing players at the time. They still do. But I remember just that game and always them always being on their game and playing so well. Now, what was your reaction when you made the NCAA tournament for the first time? Um, super excited. I think at that time they had won the year before. so. I think the whole year you, Clarkson just kind of had like a target on their back, you know, they're the defending national champs. So obviously our goal was to make it back to the tournament. Um, so making it was super exciting. I mean, we were up for the challenge. Um, obviously didn't go our way in the top eight game, but definitely was a learning experience for sure. Yeah. I want to talk about that top eight game. You played Boston college, you lost that game, but what you took away from your experience in the national stage? Um, the national stage, I think just the itch to get back. Um, it was definitely super exciting to be in the tournament, but I think our team and everyone that was coming back, we were super excited to kind of have that a bit under our belt. We were a bit of a younger team, I would say. Um, and so just like that itch and being there and wanting to get back and, you know, um, have another game in, do better and get further the next year. Now, in the ECAC playoff run, your sophomore year, you lost to Quinnipiac in the finals. What did you take away from that game that helped you beat that same team in the next week in the tournament? Yeah, that was um, – I remember that game like it was yesterday. Um, that was the one thing ECAC at the time, Clarkson hadn't won yet. Um, so that was, like, a really big goal we wanted to win, obviously. Um, and I just remember our captain at the time, um, Shannon McCauley, she – we just remembered like that feeling after loss. We had battled with QPAC all year and they were really, really good, talented teams. So 
after that loss, we kind of had a feeling we were going to be coming back there the following weekend. And we were just all like, remember what this feels like right now, because we don't want to feel that next weekend, because we knew pretty much we would probably be traveling back there, which we ended up um, doing. So we think that game was a lot to learn from just the feeling of the loss. And we knew we weren't going to have that again. Did it feel good to beat them the next week and eliminate them and go to your first Frozen Four? Yeah, that was honestly amazing. Um, I know Vernada, uh, she scored on the first shift of the game, and that whole game was just so tense. Um, So much fun to be a part of those, you know, close games, those battles. And I remember after uh, my mom and my brother were at the game, and I was just so excited, want everyone to come to Frozen Four next weekend. I was like, tell the fan, like, wanted everyone to come. It was, it was just, honestly, like, indescribable feeling. It was just so exciting. Yeah, and you lost to Boston College, though, in that Frozen Four your sophomore year. Talk about playing in your first Frozen Four, that experience, and what you took away from it. And what was it like playing BC? Because it seems like they had your number your first two years. Yeah, they did for sure. Um, BC that year was undefeated, so obviously um, we came in and we wanted to try to, you know, beat that. But uh, outcome wasn't obviously what we wanted, but, you know, it that experience was so exciting. Um, the Durham rink uh, Portsmouth New Hampshire is a beautiful beautiful town um, it was just an honestly great experience I remember our coach like before we played that QPAC game he's like Frozen Four you guys all need to experience it like it's just such an indescribable feeling and how we're tre- everyone's treated so greatly by the NCAA and it's just really exciting that you're the final four teams standing so I think it's just taking it all in over the weekend is exciting and a great thing to be a part of. Now, you were named captain in your junior and senior year. What type of leadership did you want to bring, and what did you learn from previous leaders at your time at Clarkson that helped you when it came to your leadership in your upper yeah. class year? Yeah, definitely. I think um, my freshman and sophomore year, I really looked up to our upperclassmen. Um, I was really close with them, I would say, and definitely people you know I looked up to and I was good friends with. So I think taking a little bit from everyone, I was also able to be captain. Um, uh, we shared the C, and it was just learning experience from on both of us, I think, and just giving and taking, um, you know, some things one's better at, some things the other one's better at. But I think just a great experience. And then obviously my second year, you know, I'd already had a year under my belt. So kind of felt a little more comfortable with myself and my role and able to move forward with that. Now you shared the captaincy with Kaylee Mercer, your junior year. What was it like being a co-captain with her? And what did you guys communicate on how to bring leadership to that team and help Clarkson be successful? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, me and me and Mercer are good friends. Um, she's obviously an amazing player, and that year was top three Patty Kaz. So she, I think her leadership off the ice and then her leadership on the ice obviously showed um, with her performances, and it was just super fun and a great experience, you know, to get to do that and move forward and have such a successful year that we did. Um, I think we bounced and worked well together, so it was definitely super fun to be a part of. And what type of leadership, what type of leader are you? Are you more of a lead by example or vocal leader in the locker room? Um, I, I think it kind of depends on the situation. Um, I think I definitely do lead by example. Um, I think I talk when it's necessary to be taught when it's necessary and vocal is needed. Um, if it's not needed, I wouldn't say I'm the first one, but it honestly depends on the situation. I think throughout my two years too, it kind of shifted, um, depending on the situation. I find myself, I'm usually someone that's pretty much in a good mood all the time. I like to be smiley. I like to lighten the mood and I like to, you know, be there for everyone and, create a good environment so just kind of depends but I'm not afraid to buckle down if it needs to be but 
Yeah, and I want to talk to you about your two national championship wins you had your junior and senior year. At what point during the regular season, in both those seasons, did you realize how your team was capable of winning a national championship? Yeah, I think, honestly, during all my years, like, I was just so confident in our teams, and I don't think I ever really went into a game, like, being unconfident in each other. Um, my junior year specifically, we – our standings the first couple games weren't a great reflection, I find, of how we were doing – like, I think one of our better weekends, we didn't win a game. And that was, like, something moving forward that we were all really satisfied with the weekend. Granted, we didn't get a point. But it was, like, more of, like, our team was coming together and we were figuring it out. And I would say from then moving forward, it was just uphill. Um, probably end of October, early November just was uphill. And I think we always knew we were very talented. It was just, you know, getting those bounces and making everything come together at the right time, which our junior year, um, obviously, it did in that Frozen Four. And then um, my senior year, I think we were just so – we had obviously done it the year before, and we had a good group, good, like, number of group players coming back. Um, we had some really talented freshmen coming in, obviously. So I think, like, you know what, we did it again. We know what it takes, and we're ready to, to repeat. You won the ECAC hockey tournament that year before heading into the tournament your junior season. What was it like to win your first league title and how did it help uh, heading into the tournament that season? That was, yeah, that was honestly so exciting. I was so happy to be a part of a team that was able to bring that um, to Clarkson. It hadn't been done before. So being able to be a leader on a team that did that, such a close and intense game. Again, um, Cornell, that was a super fun game to be a part of, super, like, intense, the rivalry there growing. Um, so that was just such an honor to be a part of the team, and I was super excited to um, have that plaque, been able to brought back to the school, which hadn't been there before. And then you played Cornell and then Minnesota in those tournament games that year. What challenges those? What challenges did those two teams bring, and what did you do to stop that and win those games? Yeah, um, I think Cornell, we had, have been very familiar with them. Um, I feel like the same thing happened before with QPAC. We played them in the championship, and then we played them in the top eight. And then the next year, played Cornell in the championship, played Cornell in the top eight. Um, so I think just very familiar with them. Um, Clarkson, we're a very solid team. We take care of the D zone and let the D zone lead to the offensive zone. And I think we just stuck with our game plan um, for them and, you know, did try to outwork them, out battle them, outsmart them and ended up working out in our favor. And then Minnesota, Minnesota I had never seen before, um, obviously. So that was a new team, a different out of a different league, you know. Uh, obviously, you do pre scout and do that. But I think honestly, sticking to our game plan and going in with what we went in with and our intention and our system and our core values of our D zone and working with that, I think it really helped us um, succeed in that game. And you finally won your first national championship against Wisconsin. Talk about they, talk about that game. What emotions were you feeling after winning your first national championship, especially against a team like Wisconsin, who was just yeah. low that year? <laughs> yeah. So I had so many emotions. Um, Honestly, just so excited, so proud of our team. Um, our teams worked so hard that year, and it was just so such an honor to be a part of. Um, I had actually so many – it was in St. Louis, which is pretty close to Chicago, so I had so many family members in the stands, um, and it was just honestly indescribable. Um, it, that game was obviously – final game of the season, nerves, everything going on, emotion. Um, I know I, I think we got that first goal, and we're like, okay – breathe a little bit and then the second goal was like okay but I think when we got that empty net goal like the emo like I think I had some tears in my eyes I was just so excited and just so proud of us for all that we had done and 
coming in as the underdogs was super exciting. I know we had already played Wisconsin that year. Uh, didn't go so well for us in our own rink. And I think we all knew how it already felt. We had already played them. You know, we have, we just know that we just give it our, like we have nothing to lose. Like let's go in and let's take this game. And we were excited and it was just honestly amazing. Yeah, and you've been very successful in college and Clarkson was very successful in college your four years there. What did you do to maintain that success? And what did your team do to maintain that success throughout your four years there? Yeah, I think, um, I think honestly sticking to our culture and sticking to our values. Um, I think, you know, you come in in the off season and our strength coach, Tad Johnson, he just prepares us so well. Um, we have those hard, tough fall workouts, which you grow a lot as a team and you get through those together. And then at the end of the season, no matter what just happens, um, like we had just one after my junior year and I remember we started first day of spring training and he's like, yeah, well, that's over. That was last year. Like we're working on next year now. And it's just like really valuing working hard um, and just preparing. That's one thing with our pre-scouts, our practices, our training, everything's done preparing us to succeed the best we can on the weekends. And I think that that has just would led us to be so successful in my time there. Now you won the ECAC tournament again before the national tournament in your senior year as well. What was the difference between those ECAC runs versus the previous one? Because it looked like you guys played a bunch of different teams that ECAC playoff run versus your junior year because you played teams like St. Lawrence and uh, yeah. Yeah, so we played St. That one was exciting. I think exciting. I think you take um, you take things more in the moment and when it's your senior year. Um, obviously, you enjoy it. I, tried to enjoy every minute as I could my previous years but I think my senior year just really taking advantage of like this could be my last game in this rink um this could be my last this is my last UCAC tournament and just you know making sure that you're not playing with any regrets and just going out there and doing the best you can and enjoying it so I'd say that um weekend obviously slew we're very familiar with playing them um and I think just trying to not be distracted you know by the out the outside or the tournament atmosphere that was something we had prepped for and been working towards all year so just now being able to show our talent and all our hard work uh, throughout the year I think really helped us be successful successful again being at home that was one thing um, we worked towards the whole year was uh, trying to be at home because to be at home you have to win the league and if you're tie it which like we did with Colgate we had the head-to-head so that was definitely something we worked for was to be able to be in our own rink and celebrate, you know, we play better with our pep band. That's there. Um, we're used to our own rooms. We're used to our food there. And it's just definitely making us set, set us up the best for success. So it was definitely exciting. Now I want to talk to you, what's it like to play in the frozen four, not just on the ice, but off the ice as well. The, the scenery, the atmosphere with your pep band there. Cause I had the chance to experience a frozen four before in the men's side in Boston when I was there like four years ago, I think. It was really cool just the whole setup and how they set it up. And I know it's a lot different with the men's game versus the women's game. So I was just wondering what's it like uh, off the ice and just being there. Off the ice is honestly just a really exciting buzz around the room. I mean, like everyone on the bus is excited. The travel is exciting. Like everything is just so ex- like so exciting because you're just you've worked so hard. It's the final weekend. You're going to a new a new city, um, new city, new hotels, new like just playing new teams that it's not in your league. So I think just the whole frozen four is just an amazing experience. And that's one thing our coaches stressed about how fun a frozen four is and the atmosphere there and getting back to there. Um, Specifically when I think of like St. Paul, that was exciting or not St. Paul, but uh, Minneapolis, we were downtown. 
Um, it's a new rink. I had never been to the Gopher Ring before. So just the exciting, the buzz, you're in a new locker room. Um, going in that year, we were the number one seed. So we yeah, were in the Gophers room, like feel at home in the rink. Um, got to pick what color jersey we wore. Just like little things that are exciting. And then, of course, you get there and you have the banquets and you have all these events that are just like super fun and super like get your mind off the game, but also just get you more excited for the game, which is super, super fun. Now you beat Ohio State in that Frozen Four, one to nothing in overtime. Talk about that game and what you remember from it since Ohio State, that was their first Frozen Four ex, um, appearance. They had great players like Lauren, like uh, Jensen Dunn and Emma Malte. So just talk about what it was like playing that team and uh, getting the dub at the end of the day. Yeah, they're, yeah, very, they're a very talented team. Um, I think we were trying to take, you know, our experience and us being there and our veteran veterans um, a little bit more uh, coming from the year before when we had most returning players, we'd all been there. So we kind of knew what it was like. Um, and we knew that this other team was going to be young. They were going to be exciting. They were going to be flying. And I think, again, we just stuck to our game plan and we had the experience of being in those big games before. And I really do think that helped us out. Um, also staying calm. I remember we were um, going into overtime and, of course, being a senior, you know, that's your last, like this, this could be my last shift. This could be my last, this could be my last game. Like no one, you know, you don't know. And obviously we're trying to come out with a win. And I think our whole team really just bought in. We were ready to do whatever, whatever it took. If you think about that last goal, like someone blocks a shot and that's how we're going down. Um, and we're, we're getting that goal. So I think that just shows um, the team we had and the players in the locker room and everyone was willing to do really whatever it took to get there. Yeah, and you played three overtime games in that tournament. How do you stay mentally prepared during those games, especially as a senior where it could be your last shift, like you just said? Yeah, yeah, definitely was tough. Um, tough. I, my mom and my brother were at all those games, and they were just really like, can you please not go into any more overtimes? It's so stressful <laughs> when they're watching. But um, I think just, you know, staying calm and collected, I think that's part of my personality is I'm usually pretty calm, and that's just – where I thrive in um I definitely was nervous I'm not gonna lie it's just okay like don't make a mistake here this could be your last shift but I obviously you can't play like that you got to play we're trying to win and I think our team is just knows that we're going to work hard and um we're going to try to get those bounces when they come and take advantage of the opportunities we get which thankfully we were able to do but definitely nerve-wracking you know um we say we got to play with those three extra overtimes our senior class got to play a whole extra game which was exciting and Specifically, the last one at Clarkson um, at Chile Arena, we were just like, oh, we didn't want to leave Chile Ice because it's so awesome. But <laughs> yeah, definitely was definitely was intense. Now you won back-to-back championships being Colgate in the finals. What emotions were you feeling after that game, especially since it was, since it was your final collegiate game? And what was it like holding up that trophy for the final time? Trophy was, uh, holding up the trophy was amazing. I think that year I got tears in my eyes too. Just such a special group to be a part of. I was just so thankful to be a part of Clarkson and represent the university. Um, and just how we get treated there was just so exciting, you know, to win and represent them. Um, and just the girls in the locker room, like every single year got better and better. Um, and the first year I thought everything was amazing. And then the next year it's even more amazing and it just keeps growing and growing. I think the people I was all thankful enough to be a part of, it was just so exciting to go out on top that, um, my time there, it was just so fun. I think we worked so hard and it was so deserving our last year and we were just really excited, you know, to see it um, come through and just so thankful to be a part of those groups uh, during my time there. Now, how did you handle the pressure of trying to win back-to-back championships your senior year since you'd have a target on your back after winning it the previous year? 
Yeah, I think um, one thing to focus on that is going into each game, you're going to get every other team's best game, right? Because they're gonna, they want to beat the previous national champion. So I think, you know, understanding and playing in our mindset and going into each game that we have, like, we're going to get their best game. And if we don't show our best game, they're going to, they're going to beat us. And I think that was one thing we, we stressed and we worked just worked hard and we tried to stay composed. I think that was one thing, you know, control what we can control. And if things aren't going our way, just get back to the basics and move from there. And I think our team just really stuck to our game plan all year. I think we had a pretty successful year and not many issues come up my last year. So I think just being ready to play again, the group, we, the group of people we had in the locker room was just amazing. So, you know, it was pretty much pretty easy to be able to lead that group. So it was, um, so going back to back, I just think we knew what it took the year before and understanding that we're going to have to come ready to play each night. Now, which national championship do you look back on the most? Oh, I don't know. That one's tough. Um, honestly, both of them. I mean, the first one was just exciting because I had never done it before. And we we're the underdogs in that game. Um, but I think that one was so exciting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But then my senior year, obviously, it's my senior year. I think both of them, honestly, both weekends just leave me speechless and just so excited. Now, what do you take away the most from your time at Clarkson? And have you gone back to Clarkson since you graduated? And what's your thoughts on the team now? Yeah, I've definitely gone back. Um, what do I take away most? I think just the relationships I built. Um, you know, the growing I did as a human there. You go, you come in when you're young and just graduated high school. And I think just becoming a better person and just the relationships you develop and learning new things, of course, on the ice and off the ice. Um, School is amazing, obviously, and they're getting a degree. So I think just thankful for all that I was able to do while I was there. Um, yes, I've definitely been back. Um, my boyfriend, actually, he was still there. Um, he had was on the men's team, so he graduated a year after me. Um, and so go back to visit him. And then actually this past year, he went back to do his start his master's and was still playing. So I got to go back. And then when this year when I went back, I skated with the girls just – Exciting to be back. The team is always so fun to be a part of um, and just so exciting to see their success and see them keep going and excited to see hopefully what this year has in store for them. That's awesome. Now, do, do you still, did you play with any of the players that are still on the team currently? Yes, I did. So um, the class that's a senior right now, they were freshmen and I was freshmen. So then last year, the, the group I had played with for two years, they were seniors. So uh -huh. there's still, yep. So last year was really fun to get to go back and, you know, skate with them and join their practices and just was exciting to be back. Um, they got renovations done at the ring. So super fun to get to see those and be a part of those. Um, and then this year, the senior class was freshman when I was a senior. Does that make you sad that knowing that your last uh, class you played with will be graduating this year? Yeah, it is so sad. Um, Megan Hector, though, she um, unfortunately had a red shirt one year, though. So she's one of those ones that was a freshman when I was a senior. So she should be one more year there. But yeah, it is kind of sad. I feel like going back though and skating with them last year, I got to know a few of the girls and then obviously following along with them. So it is definitely sad though. It makes me feel like I'm getting old. Now we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first one is okay. what's your favorite class you've ever taken at Clarkson? Favorite class ever taken at Clarkson. Oh, that's kind of a tough one. Um, 
I don't know. Oh, oh, um, my freshman year, we got to take a class. It was just the first business class you take um, in school business with Mark Campo and you get to design a product and you get to launch it, pitch it to investors. I would have to say that one. I was with two of my teammates and we designed, um, we designed a hockey suit, like something hockey related. So it was just fun and really just throws you right into the business world. Now, what type of music do you like to listen to and what gets you focused before a game? Um, I'm a country listener typically every day. Um, I would say before a game, usually just like today's hits, something a little more upbeat, but I do love country. So it depends. Now, what's your biggest pet peeve? Maybe loud chewing, you know, people eating and it's like really loud. Yeah. I would say that maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds a tough one. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, if I could have lunch with anyone in the world. Um, honestly, I would probably have to go with my fave country artist, Kip Moore. Went to his concert one time and it was so fun. So I just feel like I would go to lunch and ask him to just play music. <laughs> now, what is your favorite TV show? Oh, favorite TV show. I have a couple, um, but I think my all-time favorite had to be Scandal. Nice. That one was really good. Now, final non-hockey question. Who had the best style at Clarkson Women's Hockey when you were there besides yourself? Oh, definitely not me. Um, I would have to say Lauren Loeffler. 100% Lauren Loeffler. She's one of my roommates. Yeah. Now, back to hockey questions now. What have you been up to since graduating Clarkson? And yeah. Um, so since graduating Clarkson, still been playing. Um, I took a year off school and just was playing. And then last year began um, a master's degree so completing that and I'm actually on my last class now and then still um training playing has it been weird doing it all online because I that's what I'm doing for college yeah well my program was an online program um but I will say it was an adjustment from coming from Clarkson it was definitely different because I didn't take any online classes while or I took one while I was there but it was definitely um definitely has been an adjustment learning now what should be done to help grow women's hockey I think um, the visibility aspect, you know, some just getting games out there, getting people to access us, being able to see us play. Um, women's hockey is so just from the grassroots level, you know, just more investment and spending time and helping, you know, getting little girls more into the game and staying in the game um, throughout high school and on to college. Now, what advice would you give young players trying to pursue D1 college hockey? I would just say, you know, keep it simple. I think hard work um, really shows uh, when it's tested, but I would think also have fun. I'm a big enjoy the moment type of person. I like to, you know, live each day to its fullest and enjoy and work hard and, you know, see what the day brings. Now, what should I do as an interviewer to improve and make this podcast better? Oh, I thought you did great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, now, is there any shout-outs you'd like to give uh, to any of your friends, family members, or teammates? Um, no one specifically, but love all my friends, family, and teammates who I have played with. <laughs> Thank you so much, Savannah, for coming on. I appreciate it so much. Uh, it was great to talk with you and get to meet you. Stay safe and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Just want to say thank you so much to Savannah for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it so much, and it was great getting to talk with her and talk about her Clarkson hockey experience, and I wish her nothing but the best moving forward. 
Um, no college hockey news right now at the moment, but you know when there is, I'll definitely talk about it here on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and interacting with college hockey talk content, whether it's on social media or it's here on the podcast. I truly mean it a lot, and I hope to grow this platform to be something enjoyable for everyone. That was my goal, and I really appreciate everyone who's uh, shown me love these past few months, Um, ever since July when we started this thing. It really means the world to me. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, It really does mean the world to me, and more great stuff is going to be coming out once the season starts, so just be on the lookout for that. Great interviews, great content being posted, so be on the lookout for that. Um, That'll wrap up today's episode, though. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow with a special episode, but until then, take care. Have a great day. Bye. One step forward and another back I will never try to fool ya I'm one heartbeat away from going mad Girl, when you're looking like that Closer, closer I'ma get closer to you, yeah Got me, baby Got me hooked on you once again